Welcome to Let's Talk Luxury, the Mazars podcast series about how and why luxury brands are undergoing a business model makeover. In each episode, luxury experts discuss what's happening in the sector, from authenticity to circularity, new customer cohorts to retail experiences worth posting about. The luxury business model is changing, and in this series, we'll explore how to stay in vogue. So, let's talk luxury. Hello, today's guest is Irene Marie Selig, co-founder and CEO of Anam XR, an LA-based technology startup that works with luxury brands to create virtual and interactive shopping worlds. And I have to say, Irene, that Anam XR possibly has the coolest tagline I've come across on Let's Talk Luxury. That tagline is, the world's first cloud-based platform building the gateway to the metaverse. Irene, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. For those of our listeners who aren't familiar with what you do, can you tell us a bit more about the gateway to the metaverse and the problems AnimeXR solves for luxury brands? Yeah, definitely. So um, AnimeXR is a virtual immersive e-commerce platform. Um, and what we do is we help brands get familiar with the metaverse. There's many components to the metaverse, uh, digital twins when it comes to uh, virtual you know, products. Um, and what we do is, you know, we see a lot of brands that are starting to bring virtual products or 3D products into their pipeline when it comes to design and the production phase. And we're trying to take those assets and bring those into marketing and sales. So whether that be for B2B shopping in a showroom, um, retail space, or taking it you know, a, a step further and creating their own universe um, where you can gamify the whole experience, um, you can have rewards in that experience, whether that be NFT rewards or physical product rewards, and really making it an enjoyable shopping experience um, unlike any other. And this is a way to really connect to Gen Z, but also connect to the gaming industry as well. We see a lot of, you know, colliding with the, the gaming industry and how that can play a role with brands to bring new streams of income, um, new streams of revenue for brands um, and ways to communicate to other demographics like never before. Tell us about some of the standout virtual luxury shopping experiences out there. What has the journey been like for luxury brands and what exactly are you helping them create? Yes. So, um, for instance, I mean, there's a lot of other people in the space who are developing virtual stores and uh, virtual try-on. And, you know, what a lot of those companies are doing are using like 360 viewers or AR. And what we do at AnimeXR is we're utilizing um, Unreal Engine, which is one of the, you know, kind of strongest, um, most highest fidelity game engines out there. And we have built on top of that platform where we can connect, um, yeah, our feature sets uh, through SDKs into the Unreal Engine and utilize them. So for a full on shopping experience that connects into existing e-commerce uh, platforms. So for product selling, et cetera. And one that kind of stands out that we did one of our first launches actually was with Pangaea and Pangaea. It, for those who, listeners who don't know who Pangaea is, they are a material science company first, but they develop um, beautiful products 
um, made out of new materials that are either, you know, fully compostable or made from sustainable materials, um, natural materials. And so we decided to do a collaboration with them where we gamified the shopping experience. And their main goal was around their flower down technology. And their flower down technology is made out of flowers, as the name implies. And basically, they wanted to showcase how this was as warm as goose or duck down. And so we transported their community. It was first an internal launch of 300 users uh, for B2B sales, because this was the first time that they were actually going to uh, market their product to you know other brands and this material. And then they liked it so much that they launched it to their 1 million followers on social media. And we gamified uh, the storytelling behind Flower Down, how the material is made, how the product itself is made. And through this whole experience, they were then able to shop the collection afterwards. And basically, as a user was kind of going through, you know, all these different storytelling elements of the product, um, at the end, too, there was a surprise to um, kind of make it a fun, enjoyable experience. There was a Yeti, a dancing Yeti that was breakdancing and basically had a TikTok song that he was dancing to. So it was kind of interesting, too, because their demographic is also um, kids. They have a kid's line. And so when their parents, for instance, were watching watching this or going through this experience, the kid would run by and then they would see this and it was kind of then became an enjoyable experience for all ages. So that was such a great kind of example and case study on how bringing in gaming, um, but also bringing in 3D products and uh, 3D experiences can reach new demographics as well as, you know, tell stories that are kind of unable to be told with just 2D uh, website, essentially. You work with brands clearly enthusiastic to do new things to please their customers. Do you think we're moving irreversibly towards ever more virtual experiences for luxury retail? Or do you think that after the pandemic and its effects are somewhat over, uh, that the demand for in-person experiences will push things back in what we know as the more traditional direction? Great question, you know, because we get this a lot um, as well, you know, where where should brands play? Um, of course, there's a lot of other gaming platforms out there that you can just join like Sandbox or, you know, Fortnite is starting to, you know, with Balenciaga starting to accept digital products and things like that to sell in. And I kind of, you know, bring, bring brands to kind of think about, you know, their whole digital transformation journey. So if you think about it, you know, it was brick and mortar. And I, my background, actually, I helped and supported a lot of brands um, on the West Coast in California transition from brick and mortar to e-com. And in those beginning phases, you know, those questions came about too, was, you know, is this going to stay? Um, do I really need this? And then should I play, you know, with other companies uh, like Revolve we have on the West Coast, but, you know, thinking about Netta Porter or thinking about Farfetch, you know, should I play in those spaces and, and kind of be there or do I need to have my own? And, you know, of course, playing in both fields is ideal, especially having your own. I always say is is great because you can really, you know, be an owner of your experience, be an owner of what's being told about your brand and the brand aesthetic, etc. So in terms of the pandemic and how that impacts, you know, where we are at today and where we're headed, um, I definitely think we're kind of past the point where we would be going backwards, you know, with the increase in 
understanding of blockchain and its power and, you know, NFTs and how that can play a role in these experiences. I mean, originally when we built out NMXR, we had NFTs in our pipeline. We had digital only in our pipeline, actually as like kind of a focus, but we really wanted to be able to allow brands take these steps you know, and not rush into things. So that's where we started with virtual showrooms, environment, get them, have a taste, have them be able to take their digital assets if they do have them or get them familiar with them if they don't have them and bring them in, see how that can impact their bottom line, um, how it also can impact their triple bottom line. So thinking about sustainability as well. And so I think brands more and more will just see the sustainability impact of how reducing your number of um, products when it comes to production and design in that phase of, of testing and, and prototyping and then taking that, you know, reduction and bringing that into marketing and sales is huge. So going forward, I think this is definitely the future. I definitely think that brands will see the um, benefits from a true bottom line perspective. Um, and then also just being able to reach new demographics and then, of course, being able to generate new revenue streams once they get more familiar with NFTs and utilizing those as more of a utility of, as rewards opposed to um, just selling, you know, JPEGs, but really selling, you know, a 3D digital asset. And that's where we're headed is we're already converting those 3D assets into game engine uh, technology into those file types. And they can then start utilizing those into other metaverses. Maybe they want to join as well as having their own. <laughs> that's, that's where we see the future. You've mentioned brand collaborations, uh, flower downs and reduction in the name of sustainability. And a couple of times NFTs. The world of luxury is clearly changing a lot and changing fast. How do you think customers will discover, love and buy luxury fashion in, say, 10 years around the 2030 mark? So I definitely see, I mean, something that uh, we've been working on in the background as well is looking at how you can um, take those, like I was saying, those 3D assets and, you know, we convert those into game engine technology. Um, we also enable so that they're perfectly um, aligned with AR viewers, whether that be, you know, utilized on uh, Snapchat, in the lenses, uh, social media across, you know, all social media platforms, essentially, or also selling it as like a filter for Zoom calls and things like that. So there's a lot of different utilities in which that digital fashion can be utilized for. And that's where I see that definitely, I mean, 2030, it seems like it's far away, but it's actually kind of close. I mean, we're already almost in 2022. And basically, yeah, I see with AR glasses becoming and VR glasses becoming more democratized, more distributed, people utilizing them um, in everyday scenarios. I mean, with Apple coming out with theirs um, and getting into the space, I really see this being the future where you'll be able to have, you know, your assets that you purchase either in a virtual store or are rewarded them um, as an NFT. You can then utilize those um, in your digital persona, in your digital self. More and more, I mean, even pre-pandemic, I was based in Austria and did a lot of calls that were not video. I mean, if you think about even before then and now uh, having video calls, it's very, very common. It's almost 
uncommon to not turn on your video now. So you can imagine there where you can start having, you know, your closet of digital assets that you could be wearing that day for your video calls, um, but also in everyday life. So there is this convergence too of mixed reality and bringing it, you know, more and more into your everyday life, opposed to just keeping it on a screen. New assets, digital personas, virtual wardrobes, up against all that, what's your advice to luxury brand leaders listening? How can they continue to evolve to meet customer needs in the near future? Yeah, so I mean, I saw the transformation with sustainability. And of course, there's a lot of players in the space, you know, who you know, are doing a little bit of greenwashing, but then there's a ton of, you know, players in the space who are doing it excellently. And seeing that transition, how brands have taken that on, the best um, kind of advice that I say is to really have that at, at your forefront and at the top of your mind, have it in your overall global strategy. Think about how you can take incremental steps. Obviously, you can test, test in the space, um, test with startups, um, really support those startups who are in this space as well, um, because I have seen that a lot where, you know, even being part of Swarovski or Stella McCartney, it was really critical to, you know, really see their point of view and bring them in as a consultant or, you know, even utilizing their technology and partnering with them as a strategic partner. But yeah, bring that in in your overall strategy and then bring that on the ground um, and bottom up. And really, you know, look at the departments that will be bringing this in, like innovation, bringing it into your marketing team. I mean, for us, when we do a project with a brand, we'd love to talk to every department because it's critical. I mean, if you think about how social media strategy is completely different across all platforms like Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you have a different approach for each one. And so something that we also like to, you know, communicate to those marketing teams is the metaverse is another thing that you need to think about a different strategy that's involved. So it's important to think that way and to not just think, oh, we, whatever we're doing for social media, you know, like paid ads, et cetera, to get people to these, you know, new forms of, of communication and, and immersion, we should use the same strategy. No, rethink your strategy. Take the time to rethink the strategy, work with your innovation team, work with startups to really develop out, you know, what is that long-term vision and where do you want to take this and how that can impact your revenue and how that can impact your sustainability and, and reduction on costs and um, CO2 emissions, essentially. Thank you, Irene Marie Selig, co-founder and CEO of Anamexa, for your time today and giving us a glimpse of the new luxury universe opening up ahead of us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Luxury. To find out more about changes in the luxury sector, search Mazars Making Over the Luxury Business Model or follow the link in the show notes. And to keep up with this series, subscribe on your favorite podcast app or go to mazars.com.